Okay, guys, we are here with the KO King, the global guru, Ken Paul and Dr. J. If you guys don't know their real names, it's, you know, we'll, we'll mention through the episode. But <laughs> we just barely finished cracking open 20 packs from the Batman um, Gravity feed that's coming out in about a month-ish from when we're recording right here. Um, so big thanks to WizKids again for sending us these packs so we get a sneak preview. If you haven't yet, check out our video on our website. Um, where we go through all the cards that we had. We pulled out all the doubles, so it's not a complete 40, but... Well, we got, there, there was only, what, like four or five doubles? There mm -hmm. wasn't even that much. Yep. So um, what are you guys' kind of initial reactions to these cards? Because we haven't had time to play with them. We've just kind of read with them and, you know, talking about them for a couple minutes before we started this. Uh, the art on almost all of them is great. I mean, just initially, the very first thing you notice, the art on almost every card looks really good. And then do you guys kind of get the feeling that they picked a lot of this art because they knew it would look well in foils? Because I'm like looking at some of the foils, like the Batman, I'm like, that's pretty sick. The, this Hawk girl that I'm looking at looks great in foil. Like that's just a really good looking card in foil. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, because I'm looking at them. A lot of these images have that super contrasty range to it. So when you do put it in the foil, they really stand out. We get the Ra's al Ghul, too, and I like that because it's got, like, the black and white with the green, and it's it looks really good in foil, too. Mm -hmm. So My initial thought with the set is my brain hurts because there's so many good combos with old cards <laughs> and in the set. Like, there's not simple combos. I just see so much that I want to so, so much and potential play. and, like, so, so many things to use. But I wanted to ask you, Zach, because I know you're a big global guy. I think we only saw two globals in in this set. Three, maybe two or three. Um, from the uh, ones I think up. we've seen. Yeah, there's the the Razal Ghoul villain remover, which is pretty you know pretty one. useful, and then the Hawk Global, which is now a once per turn. So we might see a little bit you, more. You, you of, feel of like there's going like to be that. a shift like that from now on, especially yeah. for these like attack buff boosts, because it seems like they're trying to curb a little bit away from that. If you go unblocked and you, if you just happen to have enough energy, you can win that game easily that way. Yeah, yeah. There's two things I've noticed that they're kind of taking away a little bit of the power of um, the, the globals. So you can't rely on globals or just make those your win conditions. And then also, like what uh, Russ was saying, that they're doing a lot more where you have to have combos in order to make these really work. There's there's not really that many that are great standalone, mm -hmm. um, you know, abilities. Yeah, I, I like that because it makes the game a little bit more layered than I'm just going to smack It's part you. of the reason I love this set is I see at least three cards right off the bat that I want to put onto my team, not because they are just solid good abilities by themselves, but because they synergize with my team so incredibly well. And this set makes Trusted Friend super good, so... I'm I'm totally um, looking forward to this set. We did not give Dr. J any alcohol prior to this, so he's saying he's sober. <laughs> well, one thing that I really liked as well uh, with this set is that there's a good variety of costs. You know, in some sets we've seen just a lot of six and seven yeah, costs. Yeah, where they, they feel like they went too far yeah, one set like, and then they oh, want to go the other cool, way. cool, but I'm just never going to be able to see that in real life. Whereas in there's a lot of low-cost ones for, yeah, the, you know, those are, I, 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 those are the ones I'm really excited for, like a... Uh, Jervis Tetch or the uh, Hot Girl. Oh, the Hot Girls, I, I'm excited for yeah. those. I we, we've talked a lot about Red Hood, and, and then there's these ones that are kind of the mid-range, four, three-cost ones, and then a couple that are higher-costed, like the uh, Super Rare Dark Side that I'm also excited for. But they're all, they all seem like they're within range. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm and speaking of that super dark side, I'm really interested to see how that's going to turn out. I'm um, actually excited about Swarm out of this set, in which I I don't like Swarm, but there's a few things in the Swarm, the Parademons, the dark side, the dark side uncommon that we opened that allows you to sacrifice Parademons and capture a dice when you could use a global. So you have that kind of combo where you could swarm, field swarmers, which, you know, everybody tends to use it for energy, field those swarmers, then capture on your opponent's turn, then swarm again. So I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, because I like his ability because it says, while Dr. Side is active, whenever you could use a global ability, you may sacrifice a parademon. If you do, you, what was the rest of it, capture a opposing character die. Until, um, until the next turn. So, like, I, I like the synergy yeah. with it because you really don't want those parademon. Yeah, well, more than you'll keep one the parademons field, yeah. cycling, and you can do a little bit of field clear. That would be really nasty with the uh, Punisher War Journal that we oh. talked about last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one, where you intimidate one out of the field and then cap and then capture another. I mean, that would be. Yeah, you're essentially you could get a character out for almost two consecutive turns. Yeah, it'd be crazy. And then the the uncommon parademon that that we opened was Swarm, and while Parademon is active, deal one damage to target opponent when you draw an extra dice from a Swarm keyword. So then you could also deal damage. That has me excited also for the super uh, rare dark side. I just side. want to put that with super rare multiple, man. Just have a ton of swarming. Yeah, so I, swarm I just want a full team of all Swarm and Taskmaster, common Taskmaster, yeah. so he can get this one good. <laughs> And I'm glad I have Iron Fist to put in the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some real ping in this set. I mean, we saw that we saw the two face, the rare two face with the flip ability on one side. Any time you flip a card, one of your own cards that has a character that's active, you deal one damage. And if your opponent flips one, you gain two life when after on the other side. And so it's just a lot of ping damage in this set. I feel like, and you can flip at the beginning of your turn correct and then yeah. there's a bad That's, signal. so th yeah. those are for the characters for the right. for the actual action die you have which, to play yeah, them yeah right. I, I like how they actually did that where with the action die you can't just pick a side it most of them say start the side face down right but, and then the bat signal allows you when you play it you can flip a character when you can use it in a global basically if it has the burst side so i could see really building around that uh, uh two face and really doing some nasty stuff where you're just flipping. A so lot. I, you I, should probably read what Two-Face says. I, I have a question. <laughs> so this, this just came to my mind right now. Let's say I get the utility belt or any of these action dice, right, that have a flip, and I roll it on a burst side, and I have Lady Deadpool in the field. If I pay a bolt to use it a second time, do I use the first side and then flip it and then use the second side? No, I, I doesn't it say use a copy? So I would say you'd so, have to use but, the same one. But the card changes because when you use it, if you get it on the burst, you use the ability and then you flip it. And then you would use a second copy of the die, but the card is now different. Well, hopefully you'll be explaining this on an upcoming release. Because right now we only have the keyword that's actually on the card, and it says characters with flip have two different faces with different affiliations and abilities. All dice in all zones are represented by the face-up card, so it sounds like you're going to have different ones. Regardless yeah. of which face-up card was on, uh, which face of the card was on when the die was fielded or purchased, so it sounds like yeah. it does switch. That could make That could make some of these actions really strong because you're getting, like, a double effect. And I, I love that. I love the idea of, you know, you get two of the same action die, 
but they do two completely separate yeah. things when you play them back to back. So I think the bat signal on the burst or double burst, thinking of using it with Renette Tilly, who allows you to spin actions up, I think will be pretty beneficial because a lot of the flip are either villains or non-villain, depending on which side. Right. And where I could flip on your turn, I think using bat signal, I think that would be pretty important to to be able to counter whatever you're, you're doing. And then the, the two-face that we were talking about, on one side, uh, while two-face is active, whenever an opponent flips a character card, if that character is active, you gain two life. And then while two-face is active, whenever you flip a character card, if that character is active, deal one damage to your opponent. So you can really just do a lot of flipping around. He's a six cost, so he's a little bit more, but... It's going to be the flip is going to be interesting. I love flip because I feel like I'm no longer restricted to eight cards. It's almost like you've got, you can get up to 10. You know, if you have a few flip cards in there, you you have more options. And I, I love that. I love that idea. It gives you a little bit more bend when you're making a team. So the one that really stuck out to me was the one Zach opened, the utility belt rare action. Oh yeah. The one side says, begin this game. Begin the game with this side face down. You may purchase an action die with cost three of lower for free and deal one damage to each player. Then flip this card and deal each player one damage for every action die in their field. And on the burst, double burst side, you get to flip the card over. So if you're running this with Renette Tilly, you could basically buy three cost or less action dice every time you roll it for free. And there's a there's a couple in here, Bat Signal, Bat Ring, plus what we have already in the Cold game. Cold Gun is what I would yeah. use on Cold Gun so all day. So it'd be kind of interesting to sit there and buy actions for free. But it's interesting yeah. because it starts face down on that side. So the first time you roll it, it's dealing each player one damage for every action, and then you flip it and can get something free. So it's a little slow. The trick to that is, too, if you use it to buy cold guns and you get them in the field, then the next time you use that, it's going to hurt you, you know, unless you get those out of the field. See, I look at that, and I think if you've got Renit Tilly, the first, thing, the first one that you buy is another one of that so that you can flip it basically on demand. That's, that's the, true, the too. More, the more, off, more frequently you're rolling them, the more frequently you'll be able to flip them and get those free cards, and it falls into that three-cost category, so you could buy it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like while, while we're going through all the keywords, so that was kind of a flip keyword. What do you guys think about the gadgeteer keyword? I'm not, I'm not convinced that it's worth it yet just because it's a one-attacks, and it only works on continuous yeah, action and so, so the text is, when a character die with Gadgeteer attacks, you may roll an action die with a continuous effect in your use pile. If you roll that action in the action phase, you move it to your field zone. I, I think in the future it would be really cool if we had more gear in other sets. Yeah. So like this utility belt, you know, just get different types of gear like that, and, and that'll make the Gadgeteer better later so ho- yeah. hopefully we get more and, and, and it gets better as time goes mm-hmm. on i think it's good if you if you have continuous actions on your team and they're a, kind of a staple of your team yeah i, I could see like recycling cold guns yeah uh, that might be i mean that could be good I, I like it because uh if only because it kind of balances out boomerang boomerang works which boomerang isn't on the did we get any cards? insert did we get any cards with it on uh yeah there's yeah, yeah, a the battering that has yeah. it um but boomerang 
uh, isn't on the rules insert yeah. so, card so, for some reason. So, so we, it's not on the rule insert, and I don't actually have the keyword page. So this may be a little bit different w- with how it's right. on the keyword. But the reminder text on the on the card says, after using this die, roll it. If you roll a, uh, action face, add it to your prep area. Right. So with that, you can potentially keep rolling your non-continuous actions. So Gadgeteer gives you a way to bring back your continuous actions because most of the continuous actions in the game have some sort of move it to the used pile to do whatever it is that you're doing. So uh, cold gun, if I have like you know four cold guns in the field and I cold gun one of your guys before I attack, I could potentially bring one of them back. You know, so it, it I feel like uh, whether it ends up being particularly good or not, same thing with boomerang, you know, whether they end up being particularly good, I like that they're balanced. Mm-hmm. I do I do think that in the future it'll be much better. I feel like it was a little um, overrepresented in this set because there are a lot of cards with Gadgeteer in it and there's not a lot of continuous actions in yeah, the game I mean, I mean, so, so far. Because, yeah, we opened 20 packs and we got one card with boomerang on it. Yeah, Versus and we've got like old. four or something with Gadgeteer, and we've seen more spoiled other than the ones we got. The thing I don't... I kind of think that that balances the power. I think Boomerang is the more powerful ability yeah, it's, because it's, of how many good, strong, single-use actions there are to be able to keep rolling them. You know, I mean, this one only... The one that we got only appears on the action itself, but it's still a fairly strong action um, where Gadgeteer, the, the, the continuous actions... The way that they're used and the general power of a lot of them isn't quite as threatening as rolling an action every turn. The issue that I have with Gadgeteer really only comes down to the ring. I feel like we have to work to get the ring out of the field, and now we have an ability... That just comes right back. That yeah, brings it right the, back. It's the super rare... Um, uh, whatchamacallit that gives boomerang to action dice, right? Miracle Man? Miracle Man, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it is. We didn't get one. So. But it, <laughs> it gives that to all action dice, not just regular action dice. It gives it to continuous action dice as well. I, I, I can't wait that to That Super Rare Miracle Man, I think, is a lot yeah. better than some people are giving it credit for. I mean, that is a yeah. good ability. I, I, the, I want a Kryptonite all. Uh, Kryptonite oh, Spoon Rare come back. I, yeah. I feel like our meta has shown, like among our group, the power of actions between the Kryptonite and the Satchels and things like that. So any kind of way to make actions stronger, it definitely feels stronger to us than perhaps other metas. The, the Batarang with Boomerang that we have that we opened is a two-cost, and he deals it deals three damage to target villain character die, and it has Boomerang. I think that could be a lot of fun, just bringing a, a two-cost back. And then we were talking about running it maybe with like a Super Rare Jocasta if you had the ability to do that. That could do that or use fun. that bat signal that allows you to flip your opponent's cards. So if they've got something that flips from villain to non-villain, if it's on the non-villain side, you go, well, I'll flip that over and then I'll hit it for three damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so the next one, I'm, I'm excited. This is, and it's no surprise, Diego and I, we are big fans, and I think somebody at WizKids is a big fan of Mr. Freeze, um, where they're introducing stun tokens. So <laughs> It's Mr. Freiss, right? It's not freeze. It's Frice. I don't. <laughs> I think that's his, his subtitle though. Is is Frice? Can you say it's that? In, can you say that in an Arnold accent? It's pronounced freeze. It's pronounced Frice. <laughs> no, Frice. Miss Frice. Victor Frice. But but the keyword says certain characters let you play stun tokens on cards. While a card has a stun token on it, its dice cannot attack or block. The owner of the card with a stun token on it may play 
two generic energy at any time they could use a global ability to destroy the token like i i i just love it that's like i'm giddy about this ability um i'm interested to see what people come up with as their own stu- you know oh, stun tokens I, right? I have this you idea because yeah we, we you know one of our one of the local guys here has a laser cutter right so i want to get some get a really cool like frozen gun cold gun like looking blast and cut out on like blue translucent plastic and use that as stun tokens i'm thinking i'm just gonna find like some some well, like you know some what like you clear should like gem tokens for board games or whatever and use those as my you, stun you know tokens. what you should I'm going to bring ice cubes put them on their cards <laughs> <Actually, laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to stun that super rare I'll put an ice yeah. cube on it yeah. so, so See, counter- I was just thinking I'll bring a sharpie and just here quick mark okay oh I'll cross that out it's no, not stunned no, no, anymore oh it's stunned again I'll have to make a new mark yeah, no you, you bring a dry erase marker oh that'll erase off don't worry about it it'll come right off uh, no what I was thinking is you, next time you get one of the super rares you glue to your tower just rip them up into eight little pieces and then when you play zach oh, make sure yeah. you have them <laughs> i can get a white lantern right make it look like ice and just yeah using this like you would uh killer frost same kind of thing if you force force their entire team to, to block, block him, that would be pretty it's stun tokens on their rough. entire field it'd be so rough and you don't have to do it you don't have to do it for every character you just have to do it one for each character that's in the field. So if they have two of the same character, you just force one to block, and then they're both stunned. Oh, man. Yeah, because imagine, like, imagine how hard this is going to be because you have your, your characters that do the stun tokens, and then you have like an oracle or something that's going to start taxing you. That four dice, it's not going to take you far. Oh, no, so no, no. You no. can sidekicks, right? I guess that's the one downside. Yeah, because they don't have a card, so you can't put stun tokens on that, I think. And I don't think they stack. So I don't think you can stun a character it more than one. It doesn't say whether or not it yeah, stacks. I That's know. exactly what I was just thinking. But like, if it stacks, man, that gets it's so stupid overpowered. Broken. Yeah, if, it's, if it stacks, it's stupid broken. But so they, I'm going to say well, it doesn't stack. Well, they can't stack. attack or block, right, if there's a stun token. I guess if you force block. No, because cannot overrides can. So they wouldn't be able to. Even if you force them to, they wouldn't be able to. But that is, oh, that's such a good ability. Yeah. Um, and then, so the last one, this one, I think this keyword is probably the least talked about keyword on, on, on this card, and that's common ground. And we kind of saw a little bit of it with the um, Doomsday, the common forecast Doomsday that had you have two different villain characters. But the ability is when a character with common ground attacks with at least one villain character die, you get to use their common ground ability. How do you guys feel about this? I... I like the uh, the idea of the ability. I don't like the way it's executed on a couple of the cards because on one side it has the common ground ability. You know, if you, this card attacks with a villain, do the do the ability. And then on the other side, it's a non-villain, so you flip it over to non-villain, and it has the same ability, but it doesn't have common ground. It's a non-villain, and it says if this character attacks with a villain, basically do the same thing, but it's not common ground. I just kind of wish common ground was if it's a villain and it attacks with a non-villain, or if it's a non-villain and it attacks with a villain, do the thing. Yeah, I, I like common ground um, mostly because uh, I really like the, the tribal builds, essentially. You know, I like the villain. I like uh, building any full affiliation build, and this kind of throws a little bit of a wrench in that and kind of discourages or encourages blending of uh, things and... The common ground isn't going to be found on any of the villains, and anything that isn't powering up villains specifically <laughs> is kind of good because villains are already really strong, and there seems to be a lot of really strong ones in this set. And that's where we come back to that Ra's al Ghul Global that I think is oh, pretty so good. 
it's a so important. it's a new style of ability in the game that I really like, where you remove the villain affiliation. I think that can be really impactful. It makes Killer Frost work on everybody now. That is just the best yeah, thing could, in the world. Yeah, because if you think about all the superhero sets, there's always one common affiliation that shows up in every single f- superhero set, and it's the villains. Yeah, villains. Uh, however, in this set, I think you've seen a boost in a couple other um, affiliations like Bat Family and Teen Titans. Even the Super Friends got a little bit of a buff. In Justice oh, League, I mean, with the Hawkgirl, you know. We're, I'm, we're yeah. seen some of the old. That's what I enjoy is they actually went back and used some of the old affiliations too. Yeah. Which the I Justice like. League... I mean, you've got like one and two cost Justice League characters yeah, I, now with Aquaman. I dig this this uncommon Hawk girl that uh, whenever she attack or whenever a sidekick attacks, you spin her up one level. She's only she's a two cost mask with zero one one fielding and two two three three four four. If you can get all four of her, which is easy. I mean, she's two cost. Put them all in the field at level one and attack with two sidekicks. You've got all th- all four of them at level three. All and they're all four fours. Like that's a strong card for for such a minimal cost and uh, easy to execute action. Well, and if you're playing full Justice League team with that reducing Aquaman, too. you can get her for one. Yeah, and then yeah. and then even if you roll her on one of the sides that costs something, if you have uh, the Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman from that set, you can also field her for free. Or Commissioner Gordon. I'm really excited about the Teen Titans. Uh, I've been playing around with them anyway. We've talked about. And the hawk and dove, especially the the dove when a t- when KO'd, uh, that was spoiled by I can't remember Tom Vassell. Tom, Tom Vassell. Hey Tom. That when KO'd he deals when dove is KO'd, hawk deals his damage to yeah opponent, not yeah. just That's a character. Just, yeah, because if you look at Hawk's um, stat line, he's a two, a five, and a seven attack. So if he's on level two or higher, you only need to fabricate four times, and you've just won the game. Yeah, that's so gross. That is just, I mean, that's Joe Costa level gross. When Joe Costa came out, she was my least favorite card because I'd have people like Zach beating me in like two hits because it just like take a ton of damage and redirect it to me. That's what this is. This is just, oh, nothing you can do. Just take a crap ton of damage. Well, you you can even pump up the Hawk before. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I don't know if his other version has that global on it, but if it does, man, that's even worse. Okay, um, and so... Before we go on for hours, and trust me, these guys can. Um, you know what? Are, what are your kind of quick takeaways? Because again, we just barely saw these cards, and your your takeaway impressions for all of this. From uh, one of the things that I'm I'm kind of looking at and thinking of drafting or just playing within set, um, I don't see anything that looks like a quick and easy win condition. I see a lot of depth and a lot of potential for a lot of really cool combos, multi-card combos. Um, things that might even be difficult to pull off that could be really powerful and just feel really good when you do it. Um, but there's nothing that stands out to me as pick you this do, and you're you going to win. You do this mm-hmm. and you're going to win with the one exception being possibly that Hawk. If there is some way to, uh, readily KO him. Yeah. yeah. To, to easily KO dove with her monster, uh, Eight you know, defense. Yeah. The, the massive defensive <laughs> stats. So, uh, if there if there does come a, a consistent KOing mechanic somewhere in the set that we haven't seen, I could see that being the big problematic, basically. Uh, but even then, that's a five cost character and a four cost character. Yeah, and you have to do that multiple times. Well, she's a she's a one one. So if I cold gun, I don't care if I blink dove. So I can yeah. cold gun my own character. And yeah, 
I mean, but I'm looking at just within this yeah, set. Yeah, within yep. set in a draft there's, format. There's a lot of things that I'm seeing that could amp up other existing play, but just within set looking, especially like thinking of drafts, I'm not seeing any like thing that you absolutely need to get. There's a lot of, uh, you know, sort of look at what you what you open and try to get an idea and try to complement that, but I don't think there's any broken yeah. draft strategy. Yeah, I like that. So, like, you know, that one person doesn't just happen to get the lucky opening pot. Yeah, the one yeah. guy who gets the lantern ring it's usually over, is yeah. going to win. You know, <laughs> the, the one guy who gets, uh, like, the Black Bolt Medusa is is probably going to win. Uh, I'm, I'm not seeing anything in this set that's like that yet. Yeah. I've, I like not just not just how well this set works in set from what we've seen so far but like like we've said this complements so many other sets out there if you have a team whatever your team is i can almost guarantee you there's a card in this set that is going to make it better something that you can slot into your team to make it better if you've got yeah, there's a ton of support it's I mean, awesome if you got a villains team there's awesome villains if you got a bat family team tons of bat family if you've got a a couple of each Take something with common ground. It's going to be awesome. I mean, there's just so much in this set to complement what you've already got. And for that reason, I think this might be one of the best sets that we've seen so far. I can't wait till we draft because I think there's going to be combos that you're kind of forced to just to, test to out that together are really going to work. Like super great. Which we will have a release day episode again with a draft, correct, KT? That's what we try to do. So, <laughs> bar, Barring, you know, any personal injury or can, disaster. Can we, KT? Is it okay if we do that? <laughs> barring acts of God. Um, <laughs> is, is that, isn't that the right legal term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. so for me, uh, just kind of final thoughts is kind of like what these guys are saying, but so much of this is, is situational abilities. They're not things that you just... I, I've got this card I can plug in and it's going to work with any team. You have to you have to really plan for a lot of things and almost think of, all right, who am I going to match up with today? I'm excited to see those, you know, times where we bring an all-villain team or a Bat Family team and you play against another Bat Family or villain team and it's going to, like, just totally mess up your plan because you're playing against something yeah. that counters your stuff. Or There's you going to be a lot of those Or you things. play against another all-Bat Family team yeah. and the second turn, they're all villains. That's going to be, be really <laughs> cool. <laughs> there, there's so much where, you know, you have this plan, but there's so many situational cards out there that counter your things that it's going to have and see we're going to see some cool interactions and some play. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, so before we go, first of all, WizKids, thank you so much for sending these packs. And thank you, everybody who's listening to us talk for almost half an hour about this. Let us know what you think about th- these cards that you saw, or just the Batman spoilers in general. And then before we leave, since I have both Jared and Kenneth here, because um, we were talking about in Narada that, that we were really hoping there were Suicide Squad characters oh. in this set. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. Uh, no Suicide Squad. Uh, it's really kind of unfortunate because there's so many good Suicide Squad characters they could have put into this. Yeah, set. I was really hoping it'd be flip like them the between villain yeah. and Suicide I Squad. Know. Come on, guys! All the flips don't have to be villain Bat Family. They could be villain Suicide Squad or something. But, it was. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, but but in traditional Doctor J fashion, we were wrong. We were, yeah. <laughs> That and, not the traditional. Fact that, <laughs> that and the fact that boomerang is not on the rules insert card for some reason. It's a new keyword in this set, but instead they put swarm on there. 
Those are my two complaints so far. It's like that's those are the two problems that I see with the set. Why no Suicide Squad and why isn't Boomerang on and the rules insert? And those are minor complaints. Yeah. I mean, this set is those so are some good pretty overall. luxury complaints. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I'm all right with having those be my complaints. Yep. All right. So we want to hear from you guys. Shoot us an email: doubleburst at ktdata.net or on Facebook: facebook.com/forward/slash/doubleburst. And if you haven't seen the video yet, doubleburst.com. It'll be posted there. Look for the common joker. He's rad. 